Hi, everybody. I'm John. And I'm Ann. And this is John, John and Ann's, Ann's Wrestling, Wrestling Podcast. Okay, stop. Okay. I think I was pianoing or keyboarding to the beat of the drums, which those drums are probably also synthesized. So I think yeah. it, it makes sense. Yeah, for sure. For sure, bro. Bro. Brov. 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 The Will Ospreay bro. That makes sense, bro. You got it, bro. Uh, anyway, hi. Welcome to the John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> We're so happy to see everybody. We're so happy to have you back in our living room here. Our cat is asleep nearby, so she's also <laughs> She's got to rest up for her big night of having running all around. Having zoomies at 3 a.m. and being like, it's time for breakfast, right? Yeah. And it's like, no, it's really not. No, but that's what the life of a cat. That's what they do. That's she fell asleep on top of my legs last night, and I refused to move. She Should I go pick her up and make her be on the podcast? Oh, maybe a little later. She's just so peacefully but asleep right now. But as we just stated... Her peaceful sleeping during the day is simply to gain energy for her tor- That's true. tormenting us later in the night. That's true. I'm going to do it. Okay. Hang on. Here I go. I'm going to vamp. Um, surely all of this will make it to the final cut. So it's my time to say things that Anne wouldn't approve of on this podcast, you know? And so I haven't really thought of anything to put here. So... Okay, I feel like she'd probably approve of a lot of the same things. <gasps> is that a is that a cat? Oh, she's so eepy. She is furious. She right is now. pretty mad, I think. She was there she so is. sleep asleep Kathy. when I came over and got her. She had her arm over her eyes. Oh, yeah. She was really asleep. She was really sleepy. Yeah. She's a good girl. But this is our cat, and this she's on the podcast now. This is our podcast, by the way. It's just us petting our cat. Yep. Pretty much. That's just mostly our, our life yeah. at this point. This is what we do most of the day. That's true. I'm just obsessed over this little cat. But look how yeah. little she is. She's so little. She's, and so, she's so small. Sweet. She is very sweet. Wait, is she purring? I can't tell. I don't feel her purring. I mean, she's acting happy, but yeah, I can't feel her purring, and I yeah. I, I think she's tired, and she's very and sleepy. Like fine with it. Yeah. But as soon as she gets a little bit more awake and a little bit more energy, I think she's gonna jump away. Yeah, probably. But she's for gonna make now, a break for it. For now, we got her. We got you, Kathy. What are your thoughts on wrestling this week? <laughs> That was John doing it as oh a right. Okay, I thought that we could have sold it, but that's fine. We can just... No, I'm not going to lie. We're on cam. I'm trying to work people, people can here. see. I'm trying to work. I they don't, don't know. I don't insult our audience's They don't know nothing. These marks. Oh, I love that she's sitting on me for this long, even though she's so tired and fed up with me. Yeah, she's going to move. All there right. she she's goes. Good. Bye, she's Kat. Done. She's done. That was field reporter Kathy. <laughs> She's gonna inspect some boxes now. She's over it. Oh yeah, her new cat tree came. We need to put that together in a minute. Yeah. 
She's gonna she's gonna love that. She can sleep on it. She, yeah. Um. Anyway. Okay. So first, um. That was cat news. That was our new segment, cat news. That w- yeah. Um. I have a question for you though, John. You have a question for me. I got a question. Can you smell? Can you smell? I can. I had COVID at one point, and I I literally could not smell for yeah. about a week. Very yeah. strange sensation. But I now I can smell. What is is that in reference to something? Um, I just wanted to check in on your. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that actually scared me. I know. I'm sorry. And I think it scared the cat. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's staring at us very concerned right now. Uh, this is not. We love the rock in this household, but this is not a rock household. It's funny too, because I tried to remember what I knew that he would interrupt people, but I was like forgetting. I was like, "What did he usually? What was the bit?" And it was usually he'd be like, "What's your name again?" And then you would start to say, "Or who are you?" Is oh. usually he would, and then something like that. And then he would be like, "You would start saying your name or explaining who you were," and then he would just cut you off and be like, "It doesn't matter." And I know that mostly because somebody did that to me in high school. I was a new student at the school. And they were like, what's your name again? And I started to tell them. And then they said, it doesn't matter what your name is. And then I hated that person, I think, to this day. So that's okay. It's kind of funny so. because it's like you should have enjoyed that. Yeah, I don't know. That was also an introduction to me getting into wrestling. Like I did start getting into wrestling after that. And then I got like really into it. And then everybody else got out of it. Uh, and here we are now today. <laughs> today and you're still mad at that guy for dropping a rock reference on you yeah well it wasn't just dropping the reference you know i mean he was uh rude so you know what what are you gonna do look i'm sure i've been rude to other people was that guy's name dwayne johnson no i mean i could say what that guy's name is but it feels petty at this point because is it austin theory no it was not austin theory when i was in high school austin theory was perhaps a newborn baby was it jordan oliver I thought of Jordan Peterson first. No, <laughs> no. Jordan Oliver is which guy again? From GCW. Oh, right. Jordan. Oh, my God. My guy. 845. My guy from Newburgh. Yeah. That's right. I thought, You know why I forgot for a second? Because it sounds so British. <laughs> Jordan Oliver. But it's not. It's my guy from Newburgh. My boy, Jordan Oliver. Yeah. I support him in everything he does. Yeah. We have to edit this out. Even though he bullied you in high school? No, he was n- but a newborn babe when I was in high school. Newborns can bully. They can. You ever been around a newborn that wasn't that into you? It is the worst bullying. I swear, I've never been made more insecure than than the way that some small children have made me feel. Yeah, if you ever, like holds like if somebody's like oh hold the baby and then they like cry and hate you and they're just like oh you know they're just and it's just like but then they don't cry when anybody else holds them and you're like okay it's yeah that's like the deepest kind of bullying yeah that's like the bullying where a baby is saying like i know you're not a good person yeah i can feel it i can feel it in my baby bones that you are an evil evil person yeah and then you have to be like, ha, well, you know. What? I'm worried the Great baby christening. thinks. I'm worried the baby thinks people can't change. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, The Rock came back. <laughs> All that to say, The Rock returned. And, um, uh, you know, I mean, what what is there to say? The Rock came back the very next day. They thought he was a Connor, but The Rock came back. He just couldn't stay away. Remember that? Cat yeah. Did, and um, did you actually read something that said he came back because of the strikes? Or is that just a joke people were making? I think that's just an assumption a lot of people made. Or, th- I mean, I think a lot of people were making those jokes. I think that's like sort of an assumption that a lot of people made about, because, I mean, literally The Rock 
has not been there for four or five years or something mm-hmm. and just came back now and then uh, or four years because i think the last time he was there was that like smackdown premiere on fox and then uh john cena is also back at the exact same time yeah um so it feels very much like there's that's probably not a coincidence um that they're back when there strikes yeah no um, i just think like i uh, to throw my theory out there because i did see austin people theory. talking about that a lot um yeah my austin theory like i saw people talking about that oh he's back because of the strikes but i actually think he's back because vince is gone because this is the first this was the first smackdown where vince is no longer the head honcho he's not in like full control like he's still on the board and stuff and he still has a little bit of ownership but he's not a controlling partner anymore like he can't he literally cannot make decisions the way he used to he couldn't at this point come back and do a hostile takeover like he did last time yeah and regardless of how he may feel about vince personally i'm not trying to act like the rock is some great guy who's like taking a moral stance. I'm sure he loves Vince. Right. And also, like, he came back at all without saying anything about the accusations or anything like that. So I'm not mm-hmm. trying to say he's, like, some heroic fella who, like, is morally against working for Vince. I think he's just a smart celebrity mm-hmm. <laughs> and knows that, like, it's in his best interest to have plausible deniability mm-hmm. should he ever get asked about the allegations. Yeah, he's like, well, now it's a new era. You know, it's a... Uh, there's a lot more cooks in the kitchen now. Yeah. It's, you know... Uh, like, I don't think Cena is as... Savvy? S- exactly. I don't think Cena is as Hollywood savvy as Dwayne Johnson is. And, I mean, Dwayne Johnson has been in Hollywood for a, a longer period of time. And Cena also, it's funny, because Cena, he really appeals to kids, and he really does kind of strike me as, like, a big kid. Yeah. Um, He's a strange guy. I mean, I've always, mm-hmm. always kind of thought that Vince had... Uh, you know, I made that joke to you. It was a joke. For legal reasons, it's a joke. I made a joke to you that Vince has bodies buried for that guy. I really kind of feel like there's something. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time <laughs> that Vince something. has literally covered up murders for wrestlers. Yeah, of his I'm thing. not accusing John Cena. I don't think that John Cena's murdered anyone. Yeah, I'm not accusing John Cena of murder. I'm just saying I think it's... Literally at least one person in the Hall of Fame that is probably a murderer. Yeah, and there, there's just... A lot of questions that I have about why John Cena would go so hard for a guy in the year. Because we talked about it on this podcast. Like, he, he, Cena came back, like, at the height of all of this fallout. Vince is literally being investigated by the FBI. Yeah. He's, like, a man kind of on the run. He's growing a mustache. He's dyeing his hair. Like That's he's, true. He's preparing to leave the like United Vince States. Vince never heard of him. Like, literally, I would not be surprised if Vince McMahon was preparing to leave the United States to avoid what is happening to Donald Trump right now. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because he's, I mean, Trump is his big, like, idol, pretty much. Yeah, this Um, man is moving to Serbia, folks. Like, I mean, yeah, he's definitely out. He is out the door if they try to arrest him. So, I. He's really trying to, like, no sell what's happening, but. It's, yeah. a, it's a big it's deal. Stuff's happening. And when you're Not under federal investigation. Yeah. I know that sometimes guys like that will try to make it sound like this is just a day in the life of being a billionaire. Yeah. But it's FBI like is investigating you. And it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Sometimes the government comes after you because you're too successful. Yeah, and it's like actually the government does not often come after successful people. No, because the, I mean they, uh, they, <laughs> they share a lot of the same interests. They famously <laughs> let Elon Musk make decisions at the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, I think the reason The Rock is back is because he can come back now without 
looking like he's turning a blind eye to the stuff that Vince did. Again, I don't think he would ever come out and like cast like say something bad about Vince unless mm-hmm. Vince does get arrested and like put away. And then he'd be like, convicted. yeah, you know, thinking back. Uh, yeah, then I think he would probably change his tune a little bit. Yeah. But I think until that happens, he's just going to be politely distancing himself. There was a cat politely waiting for you this to pet her. This cat is, now she's into being on camera. Yeah. Is she on camera right now? Can you guys see her? Just barely. Just barely. There she is. There's her little head. She's barely on cam. Um, <laughs> now she she has opinions about The Rock. She does. She likes The Rock. The Rock helped me get a career. Oh, yeah. The Rock, I owe my whole career to, um, such as it is. Anyway, uh, what did you think about The Rock's return? I thought it was, um, you know, is it when I first saw, because I didn't watch SmackDown live, I saw, like, an update about, you know, I saw, like, all oh, The Rock returns to SmackDown. And I was like, oh, cool. Uh, that's interesting. I, you know, because it's, like, very surprising, because it's just, like, kind of a random SmackDown. It wasn't a big pay-per-view or anything. Uh, and then I read about what happened, and I was like, my initial assumption is like, oh, they're doing the bloodline thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, cool. So, because he also he just gave an interview that same day with yeah, Pat, McAfee Pat McAfee that was like, we almost did the bloodline thing. And so he's like, maybe WrestleMania this year we're gonna do the bloodline thing. And then he comes back, and uh, you know, I watched most of the segment since then, and uh, you know, I really got. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. It's like just one of the most hollow nothing things that could have possibly happened it's literally i mean so i mean there's a couple things here right i think i mentioned this there was a raw a couple months ago and i think it was like an undertaker segment with maybe la Knight and like rest in peace bray wyatt but it was like nothing happened was that the one where the undertaker like whispered in him yeah i mean that was like a significant moment i can't remember if it was that but then or they something never else. did anything with bray after that wasn't that like one of the last times we even saw bray yeah i mean that could have been because of his health issues i don't mm-hmm. know but uh give them the benefit of the doubt there but this just was like i mean i probably could have told you exactly what this would have happened in this segment if you had told me who was in it or, like, just that The Rock was coming back. It's just, like, Pat McAfee comes out, has a back-and-forth Austin Theory. Then The Rock comes out, has a big entrance. Everybody's excited. He calls him a bitch. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he says, uh, he does a bunch of Rock insults, and then he, like, hits him with his finisher. The young talent gets, like, beaten down by The Rock. It, And then he has a, a segment with John Cena afterwards, like, backstage, where they see each other and they're like, "Hey, man, hey, yeah, you're on strike, yeah, sick, dude." And then they just, uh, that's you know, that's kind of the end of it. And then the main event segment of the show, Roman Reigns is not on the show, but I believe Paul Heyman well, I was think there. Cena say something to him like, "Welcome home." Yeah, but that's like, again, just empty hollowness. You know, what I mean, well, like that, it's that was the moment that I was like, "Oh, he's back because Vince is gone." Maybe like yeah. they wouldn't set up a whole like welcome home thing if they didn't want to make a point of like this is when he came back. This. Today, yeah. the date of the new show. <laughs> it was the first post Vince show because yeah. Raw was this week. Was that's when still. The Rock came home, and uh, the main event segment was like a talk show thing, and they had Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa of the Bloodline in it. Roman Reigns was not there. I believe Paul Heyman was there, and freaking John Cena was in it, but The Rock was nowhere to be found. So mm-hmm. The Rock has not interacted in any way with any of that. So I don't. It would be. Very WWE for him to come. But, like, a lot of people are assuming that he's going to, like, go after Roman Reigns or whatever. But it would be very WWE for this to just be nothing. 
like it was just a segment. He came back. There was a big moment. Because like I keep saying with WWE, it's not about the journey. It's about the destination. It's just about random moments where there's a big pop. Something happens. Nothing really of any substance happens. It's just like a couple moments to like pop the crowd that's there. And like maybe they can put it in a video package and talk about it and put it online or whatever. Um so I don't know. I like. I have no idea if it's good. It just right now, it just seems like nothing. <laughs> but it does yeah. worry me. I mean, I would be fine doing like having the match. I don't know when they're going to do it. If he's like, the thing about a guy like The Rock coming back is like he could not be back again for six months. You know, what I mean, The Rock coming yeah. back is not like oh, The Rock's going to be on SmackDown. Well, he's not going to wrestle like every no. week. No, I mean, he would wrestle. He might wrestle at a pay per view for like ten minutes. Yeah, so it's like. There's no, it's not like, oh, The Rock's back now. I guess maybe we're doing him versus Roman at Survivor Series or something. But it's like, no, they, he could be back now and they still could do the match at WrestleMania. This could all just be to get Austin Theory over. That is. That's who he came back to. That is. People's elbow. So much like PTSD. And I don't care really about Austin Theory. Nobody does. No offense. So, but this is like. Very PTSD of the last, like, 15 years of WWE. It's like the the older guy will come. He did this to Rusev, too, Miro, right? And actually, I was there for that. It was in the Barclays Center. It was, like, 2016 or 15 or something like that. And he shows up, and it's just, like, a segment. They run through their, like, nostalgia thing, and then they beat up the new person, and then it's like WWE would always be like, oh, this is like getting them over. You know, it's helping them. This is helping them get over. And it's like, in what way? Because it's not, he's not going to have a match with them. They're yeah. not going to have a feud. They're not going to have any other segments. He's not going to like get to beat him or even have a, a, you know, a competitive match against him where he looks good in defeat. It's just a moment where he gets embarrassed and then he has to go to work next week yeah. and be there. And then, it's just nothing like it doesn't lead to anything. So there's I don't think like a lot of times the heel that's in these things, like maybe they'll try to act like, oh, we trust him. So we put him in this thing. The heel that's in there is just like who is like a prominent heel right now who's not that important. So we put that person interchangeably into the segment with the legend mm-hmm. so they can just like look good and beat him up. And then it's they're just fodder. For yeah. them, so I don't think it did anything for Austin Theory. I mean, it, people will see him in the segment, like I'm yeah, sure but millions they think of people. It did. Yeah, they I'm sure think they, that's the that's what I'm saying is that yeah. I think they, that's probably why he's back, not to do any kind of intricate storyline stuff, but just to make some money, you know, help goose the share price of this new company they just that's unveiled. That's true. It's probably for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's um, a purpose to it, like keep the ratings going, even though they don't have any ideas. <laughs> Yeah, I think I mean like there is a purpose to it. It's just yeah. not like a narratively logical one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it doesn't. It's just that's why I keep saying it's about the destination, not the journey, because it's like the it's just a bunch of random crap that happens. Kathy, and it's what do you think? I was hoping we could get her purrs on the mic, but it doesn't seem like they're picking up they're so quiet they she's are. so small her snores she does little snores and they're just she like she does little tiny snores they're just like those little oh tiny god, they're tiny just little honks. squeaks little just honks like yeah god it's like if you imagine a mouse snoring that's mm-hmm. what it sounds like it's the smallest little noise from yeah, the smallest little yeah it's not a honk shoe or a me 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 it's no. just a little squeak yeah sorry this cat we love our cat now too I've much now i've 
brought her over here, and she's hell-bent on distracting me from this podcast. That's okay. I got a lot to complain about with The Rock. But, I mean, no, look, I it's cool, I guess. Like, could he be, like, if they do that Bloodline storyline at all, I think they missed the boat on it. But, obviously, if The Rock is back and if they do it, it'll be big no matter what. Even if they missed, like, the, the height of it, mm-hmm. it'll still be a big deal. But that leads me into, because I've had discussions about this, you know, the logical thing seemed like they were, I guess, leading to Cody Rhodes eventually, like, going to SmackDown. Because they're also apparently yeah. hinting that, like, Jey Uso going to Raw and Cody Rhodes pulling the strings for it. Like, there's a, a trade to happen to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So it seems like maybe Cody will go to SmackDown. So then he'll be on the same brand as Roman Reigns. So he can go after mm-hmm. Roman Reigns' like, older world titles and not, like, the new one they just created this year. Um, and so it seemed like at WrestleMania 40... Uh, in Philadelphia, in they would Phil- do Phil- Home of the Liberty Bell, right? They would do. We're gonna be there. The American Night. We will be there. They would do the American Nightmare. Cody Rhodes finally winning his world title in WWE. But now, who knows? Because if The Rock is around and willing to appear and do stuff, then maybe it's then maybe they'll do the match they were gonna do last year, yeah. Rock versus Roman Reigns. So well, strike could be over by then, and he could be busy. That's true. He could be filming somewhere in but Australia. But I think a lot of people are wondering, and I've been saying that, that you know I don't think this will happen. But but who knows? Will Cody Rhodes ever actually win no. any world title in WWE? No. You don't think he'll ever? No. Win a world? T- we have three world titles right now. Yeah. And he will not win a no. single one of them. No. Not even the new one. No. I feel That's like. I, like here's the thing that I okay, thought, I, and, and I know I've been saying this. I told you so, ha 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 thing since we watched WrestleMania, but like truly, they have no reason to. The only thing that they would get out of that is making AEW look like they are a place where champions come from, and they would never ever ever do that. And I don't, I like, and and we've we've established many times or you've established many times to me that the WWE is not a place to go to for logic and mm-hmm. caring what fans think. I mean definitely so not as much as they say that they do. The only logic that they follow from what I understand is the logic of protecting their own brand and I think that giving Cody a belt would be something that it, that AEW fans would see as a win mm-hmm. and I think anything that that would be the feeling about will not happen. Fair. I, I mean, I could be wrong because again, Vince is no longer a controlling entity here mm-hmm. and could very well be on his, on a plane to Bosnia as we speak. I'm saying like Bosnia and Serbia and stuff. Cause I'm pretty sure those countries don't have extradition treaties, but like <laughs> he would still be making like remote changes to raw. Yeah. Though, like. For all we know, like, you know, he's still on zoom. So like, he would be like a Roman. Polanski. I could be I wrong mean, because maybe somebody at Endeavor is like, Oh no, we want to, have Cody Rhodes be the face of this brand for a little while. Mm-hmm. But I just think odds are they will go harder on Austin Theory than they will on Cody Rhodes. Or LA Knight. Or LA Knight. It's anybody that they can claim is fully their own and not have to have this like awkward gap. I mean, LA Knight really is very much not their own. Oh, he, yeah, I know. They showed a stuff. clip of him doing the yeah on Impact. Yeah. So And let me talk to you. Like, all of that yeah. is, is from there. But... Uh, but Impact is, 
no offense to them. They're not a competitor for they're, Yeah, they're less, especially no. now. Yeah. Are less, when it was like TNA and it was like 10 years ago. Yeah. It was a lot more like they didn't want, it was like AEW, even though it was not as big as if AEW. Anything, as, but they were like, they didn't want to talk about yeah. it. Now they're a little more. If anything, WWE like putting the belt on somebody from Impact is eating AEW's lunch. That's true. Because that's like, what AEW is for, is to bring these guys up from these smaller promotions and indies and give them the the accolades that WWE never and did. So if WWE starts doing that, it's like, oh no. And also it makes WWE be like, or it makes impact. It, it, it's like WWE saying, Hey, look, impact is like better than AEW. So yeah, exactly. Like, like, like if you really want to champions, if you really want to be in the know, you'll watch impact knowing that most people are probably not going to suddenly start watching impact. Yeah. So but, I yeah. don't know. I still, I do agree that there's no, there's not going to be any like logic to it. That like just because it seems like the story, the story that must be finished, is going somewhere. I don't know. Necess- I don't think necessarily that is indicative that it's going to happen because WWE does not really adhere to any sort of logic. Um, they do push him so hard as like a top star. Like he is clearly more important yeah. than anyone else. But WWE, as I've said before, with the whole thing where it's like, oh, this helped this person getting beaten up by The Rock, and it's like. They do have to do that thing where they're like, no, he's a top star. It doesn't matter if he has a belt. And it's like, that's kind of true, but also bullshit. So no, exactly. I, I don't, I still think that he's going to win a world title at some point. Will he beat Roman Reigns to do it? I can't say. Will he do it at WrestleMania? Who the hell knows? Maybe, but it could also just happen at like, you know, fast lane next year or something. I think he definitely wouldn't beat Roman. Because that would be like saying, look, this AEW champion can beat our huge thousand-day whatever champion. I think that would be something they would never, ever, ever do. So Um, far, they haven't. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. uh, But I agree with you. I think their their thinking is, well, he's a draw if he's on the show. So why do we have to give him a belt? Because we can just have him on the show without ever giving him a belt. I mean, For them, that's having your cake and eating it, too. There is also money in the chase. I mean, like... Mm -hmm. To be, in their defense, it is like, you know, if he had just won, it kind of would have been over and we would have had a Cody title reign. But if, you know, if he doesn't win, there's, because it seemed like he was going to win. And now there's genuine doubt that he will ever win. Whereas, like, a couple months ago, I was like, well, he's obviously going to win it. And now it's like, even me, who still believes that he will win it at some point, it's like, maybe they won't. Well, and there's money in the chase because we believe that he's going to catch it. Yeah. That's they want you thinking that Mm -hmm. they want you to think they're going to put a belt on him. But I just don't think knowing everything we know about the WWE and how it runs, I do not think they would ever put the belt on somebody coming over from the challenger brand. Sting after 15 years after WCW went out of business, Sting finally came to WWE and had his first WWE match at WrestleMania 31 against Triple H. And it was just a one off match. Triple H was like. 75% 75% retired. He wrestled like once a year at WrestleMania. He was in charge of the company. He d- d- he had won everything in WWE. Like he's done every single thing you can possibly do. And ran creative and like made sure he was the world champion for a long time, right? Uh and it was just this ran- it was just this one-off match so Sting could be at WrestleMania. And Triple H won. <laughs> And then Sting, I think Sting had four matches in WWE. He won, He lost that one. Then he, like, beat Big Show, I think, by disqualification. 
which led into a tag match. It was like him and Cena versus I think Big Show and Seth Rollins, which they won, Sting and Cena. And then he lost to Seth Rollins challenging him for the world title later that year and got hurt and had to retire for a while. So I think Sting is like two and two in WWE. And it took 15 years. It took 15 years because Sting didn't want to go to WWE for these exact reasons. Sting went to TNA because Mm -hmm. he watched all the guys. from. So when WCW closed down, when they bought him, a lot of people had these like crazy guaranteed contracts from Time Warner. And they didn't and they were getting paid no matter what. And WWE didn't want to buy all of these contracts of people like Goldberg and Hogan and Nash and Hall and Sting had these like really expensive contracts for millions and millions of dollars. And they were like, well, we won't do that. So they let a lot of those get paid out by AOL Time Warner. And then they did their own like they brought some of those guys in later. Sting elected not to do it because he was watching WWF and he saw it doesn't matter. He saw The Rock talking to Booker T, who was the WCW World Heavyweight Champion when it closed. And so he was the first guy with that belt on WWF TV during the invasion. And so The Rock was like, who are you? And then Booker T starts to be like, I'm you know, I'm the WCW World Champion, Booker T. And then The Rock cuts him off. He's like, it doesn't matter who you are. And then it's just like, and then Booker T just like lost a few to, to The Rock. And then like, was kind of around and Booker T had a a good WWE career overall, but Sting saw that and was like, "Okay, fuck this, I'm and not going there." Called, and then he got called a racial slur by uh, yeah, pretty the much owner of the company. Oh yeah, well, well he yeah, so that was uh, so that was fun. Yeah, so that was a fun chapter in everyone's lives. It was, um, but yeah, that was uh, cool. so Sting. I think made the right choice. He went to yeah. TNA instead, and then he finally was like, "You know what? I think I'm going to go do it." And then he had to lose. The trip. That's why when I see videos of Triple H talking about CM Punk, it's like, yeah, CM Punk has a crazy ego and I'm sure is a narcissist and has like, it's like paranoid about stuff. But a lot of that stuff in WWE, I don't think he was being 100% paranoid. And Triple H, like Triple H talking about, you know, like all the decisions that were made were made to help him get over. It's like, so him being the hottest guy in the company and you beating him and going back into retirement helped him in some way. I just don't understand that. There's so. a, a really great TikTok I got the other day that was just somebody had cut together all the Jim Ross hating on Triple H. Oh, God, I love in those. In commentary. And he's like, curse his soul. Damn his soul. <laughs> that was because he, like, screwed Steve Austin out of the title or something. Yeah, uh, I, I, it doesn't show anything that's yeah. happening. It just shows and the, he's, like, standing up. Yeah. He's like, ah! Damn his soul. <laughs> it was just very, that was peak JR. I'm not oh, saying yeah. Triple H isn't a great legend and all this stuff, but and I'm not saying again, I'm not saying CM Punk is whatever totally innocent or whatever, but it's He's like simply the, the heir to Vince McMahon's legacy. Yeah, the Triple H stuff is like, all right. I you're I'm sure like a lot of this is true. I totally get your perspective on this. I'm sure you weren't like obsessed with keeping CM Punk down and all this stuff, but like let's not act like there was no truth to any of that. Yeah, let's not act like he wasn't obsessed with keeping himself yep. in the I just was seat. told to win you know, I was told yeah. to win it's fucking sting. You can just be like, let me just lose to Sting. You know what I mean? Like, it's like when John Cena lo- like beats somebody or does something like dumb in in storyline, and he's like, well, you know, I just do what I'm told. It's like, dude, you can say something. Yeah. You can say like, I don't think I should win. Like, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it, it's whatever. Anyway, we should move on to our second topic. So <laughs> there's another Samoan guy. Not it's not all about the Rock. No. Um, I think talking about world titles. 
I think Samoa Joe should win the AEW World Championship. I think he should beat MJF. I love MJF. I totally see the value in MJF retaining. I 100% believe that's what's going to happen, and that's totally fine. It's probably what should happen, really. Uh, and he'll bring it into 2024. Because I, when he won the title, I was like, he's going to have it until 2024 because they keep talking about that and the bidding war. So it's like, you know, that's there's money in that. But, like, why can't Samoa Joe win it? It breaks down MJF and Adam Cole's relationship a little more. And Samoa Joe deserves to win a world title in a big, like, national cup. He was the TNA World Heavyweight Champion one time, which is great. And he was one, possibly the most legendary roh world champion ever but he should have been a world champion in wwe he just like got there a little bit late and then challenged for it a bunch but he should have beat brock lesnar at the legendary great balls of fire pay-per-view um but that's neither here nor there he's got an aw world title shot this time he's been absolutely incredible in aw the whole time and honestly he deserves a world title reign just for making that cm punk match happen at all in (laughs) i mean it's like this guy is like a legend of legends and like everybody loves him and respects him. And it would just be like, I can like MJF is beloved. People love MJF. He will have a lot of supporters, especially in New York, I'm sure. But I, I will tell everybody right now that Samoa Joe is probably going to have the majority of the support. And that because people want as as much as Joe is trying to be like a real piece of shit. in this feud it's like people just love him so much and he's so good i really want him to win that title and i think he should win that title because mjf could also win it back later i know it's like not as cool to not have a long title reign but it's like why not let's just have joe win it once and lose and at first i was like well joe probably won't win for for every reason but also like you know for all the logical storyline reasons but also because he's got that roh tv title i'm like well they're probably not gonna have him but mjf's got an roh title too so what's the difference anyway Okay. Um, should I offer what I think? No, we can move on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. It doesn't matter. No. Yeah. yeah what really. do you think? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I like. I think uh, Samoa Joe winning it. I agree with you uh, for all those things that you said. I, I think that it would be cool to have him as champion. I don't want him to beat MJF right now, though. Um, I think it feels strange and abrupt to end his title reign a on a show that's not a Mm pay-per-view and b uh like you said before 2024 because then it kind of it kind of makes the bidding war not a thing because then it's like well why would he ever stay at AEW if he's not the champion you know what i mean i like the idea of having a title tethering him to AEW. yeah and also and Oh, go ahead. Well, they could also do, which I think was kind of what they were going to do before CM Punk left. I mean, it doesn't matter. CM Punk doesn't have to be there. But a lot of the stuff that MJF does is, or not a lot of stuff, but MJF does like to go. Uh, I mean, even the devil thing is like inspired by CM Punk because of a legendary mm-hmm. CM Punk promo. And so he does, when CM Punk was going to sign with WWE, he won the ROH world title finally after many years of trying on the show that was billed as his last show with Ring of Honor. And so everybody was like, what? He won? Because they were like, oh, he's just going to lose and leave. And then for the next couple months, he like uh, was like, I'm going to leave the company with this title. I'm going to take the ROH World title to WWE because I'm 
better than everybody here, you know, and I'm just like, I don't care. And you didn't show me the respect that, and he signed yeah. his WWE contract on the ROH world title belt. Oh my God. Yeah. And so it's like, they can do that with MJF. He'd be like, I'm taking this with me. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, go on. Yeah. That would be crazy if they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I kind of forgot what I was saying. Anyway. Well, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. The important thing is that your voice is elevated, that yes. you are heard, mm-hmm. that you have a platform. Mm-hmm. Um, that we get everything, you know, y- you're underrepresented in the mm-hmm. wrestling industry. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, no, I just don't want, oh, the other thing I was going to say, now I remember it. Um, you know, that reminds me actually. Oh, God I, damn I it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I was ready. I, th- I thought that you were being real. No, I'm um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, damn, I lost oh, it Oh no, again. I knew oh, that my was God. No, I've remembered it. Okay. I think you're wrong about the crowd supporting Samoa over uh, MJF. And I know his name's not Samoa. Sorry. I just, sometimes I, I abbreviate the things that I say. CM and Samoa. It's just I funny. know. I just, sometimes I do it. Anyway, sometimes, anyway. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm just not going to talk for the rest of this episode. Let's just no, burn do it, through do it, do it, what do it, do you it, need to say. Say what you're going to say. You're, the crowd I is not going to support you. Because it's New York. I know. You know, New York is MJF's town. We're MJF and Eddie Kingston people. You know, we're here for them. Uh, I support Joe. I'll cheer for Joe. I'm not going to boo Joe. But uh, I think people are going to be behind MJF. Okay, maybe I'll amend this. I think more people than normal will be cheering against MJF. I think it's going to be one of those things where everyone's cheering for both those guys. Yeah. Both those guys. Both those guys. Mm -hmm. My other joke was going to be that uh, when we're talking about The Rock, you'd be like, so Austin Theory, so it was Austin, Pat, and The... Um, because you like to go with the first name, and The Rock's first name is The. Um, but yeah, I think Joe should win. I'm saying it, calling it right now. Joe should win. All right. Well, you're wrong. Great. Okay. Impact. You want to talk about Impact? Yeah, I figured we'd touch on Impact 1000. I watched most of it. Um, I got spoiled in the main event, so I didn't see that part. But uh, you know, it was a fun little show. I like Impact. I like that they're there. You know, I like that they're like I. I'm a big Alex Shelley mark, so I'm very. Like, I am more drawn to watch them because Alex Shelley is the Impact World Champion. Um, another ROH legend who also was in TNA for a long time at Impact, and he's done everything there, and very happy to have him be the Impact World Champion. I like the, uh, they gave, the, see, the, like, they give the, the knockouts division, the women's wrestlers, the first, like, two segments of the episode. Yeah. And I think I've, I've decided it's, like, AEW, like, does the women's main event. Like, they'll do that. They did that on Collision and Rampage. But I think the real trust and like the real confidence is letting somebody open the show because yeah, that's like harder than the main event in a lot of ways. You know what? Um, AEW was it Dynamite this week had two women's matches right before the ta- like dark matches. Mm. Like they had um, Sky Blue and Marina Shafir. Mm-hmm in a dark match. And then they had a dark tag team match with Anna Jay and Taya Valkyrie over Ari Alexander and Shauna Reed. But I'm like, I was looking at that and I was like, what? That's a great little yeah. couple matches there to not have on TV. I can't <laughs> believe Sky Blue and Marina Shafir couldn't be. Also a dark tag team match sounds like a House of Black thing. It's like, this will be a dark tag team match. Yeah. But, um, but so it seems good. like they're warming up to the idea of putting more women on these shows again with, uh, on roh which tony khan also books like 
there are yeah. multiple women's matches on the show, and Athena, the ROH Women's World Champion, is like one of the spotlight was one of the main characters of the show every week so it's mm-hmm. like i do think it does feel like there's some executive some studio stuff going on but yeah uh but you know it's a fun little show it you know it felt like you know it wasn't like the stakes weren't super high with anything but it was cool to see everybody it's cool to see all of the knockouts past and present um glad mickey james was there she made her return because i oh was yeah, like that was cool i was like oh man i hope she can come back because i knew she was injured she had a great outfit on too she did and i was like you know i hope she gets to be here because it really would like feel incomplete without her because i'd say the biggest if i was to pick like three people from the history of tna and impact that were like imp- super important to building that knockouts division um and making it be a a, you know a destination for women's wrestling uh i would say it's gail kim awesome kong and mickey james that's not to you know there's a lot of other people that were hugely part of the beautiful people were part of it Mm -hmm. hearing the beautiful people's entrance music again because i used to watch tna a lot i was like oh right i remember that i remember that song because they run every week yeah um and tara who somebody mentioned uh formerly victoria in wwe she was also a big star there um for TNA, but yeah. So anyway, it was a fun little show. Team 3D came back. Uh, Devon Dudley, formerly the Dudley Boys, but it's Bully Ray and Devon. They uh, Devon was retired, and he made a little comeback match. And he yeah. looked good. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It was a fun show. I watched it also, and I th- mm-hmm. I enjoyed the knockouts part of it. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was great. And uh, I like these Joya guys. Yeah. Joe Hendry and Yoya Uemura. Yeah. I love Joe Hendry. I be- I've believed in Joe Hendry for months now. Mm-hmm. Maybe a year. I think it's been almost a year. Probably since that like little RC car match. Well, hang on. Let Cage me Google, match again? Let me Google when this happened. When I believe in Joe Hendry came out. Yoya Uemura was also a great... Uh, he was a young lion in New Japan, which he'll go back to at some point. Oh, it was February. Anyway, I won't make everyone listen to the whole song, but um, yeah, I've been a big Joe Hendry Mark since that song came out. He loves clapping. It's a good song. The video is him clapping strongly. Mm-hmm. He's a strong clapper. He's into dancing and music. He's just a fun performer. Yeah, I like him. And he reminds me of um, Gerard Butler because he's Scottish. He does. He's got a dr- he's got a Jerry Butler look. Okay, we should move forward. Moving forward. So the shooting range. Pew 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 pew. The big big shoot news is uh. Jade Cargill, she came back to AEW Collision last week, and then they announced, and I was like, oh, this is a big deal. She's going to challenge yeah. Chris Statlander. I wanted to go after the women's world title because I thought she had a ready-made story with the Outcasts, and it made sense for her to move up, but she was going after Chris Statlander. I was like, oh, they'll, they'll do this match, and then they announced it for Rampage this week, which is just like taped after Dynamite, and I was like, that seems weird. They're not even g- at least going to do it at Grand Slam, mm-hmm. you know, and then I find out it's because apparently the Jade's contract is scuttlebutt is that it's done and that was her last match in AEW, and that she is wwe bound Woo! and uh the other scuttlebutt is that ricky starks may also be 
thinking about going to WWE. And so, mm. and so, and so Jade, uh, the end of her match did seem like she had a little hug. With yeah, Statlander. it definitely seemed like her last match because yeah. normally Jade would be like indignant over having been defeated by somebody yeah. and would be very rude and Mark's smart Mark Sterling would be like running around. Yeah. But she was like hugging her and congratulating her in a yeah. way that made it feel like a performer leaving a show. Yeah. And she was like, it's yours now, you know, it seemed like. So uh, I think, as you know, I hate to see her leave because I do think you know, anybody leaving, especially when they're like a homegrown talent for AEW, is it, it kind of hurts them mm-hmm. when they go to WWE. But I do understand because as I think you had a point about this about Jade potentially going to WWE. Oh, me making yeah. a point? Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll, I'll oh, interrupt I get to at make some a point. point. Okay, great. Yes, please do. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I um. I think that it's not, you know, the more I think about it, the more I think Jade going to WWE is good, uh, n- you know, for her. Um, I don't think AEW knows how to use her. I don't think AEW has proven that they are willing to book the women in a way that, like, would give her time to shine in mm-hmm. a real way. Like, the, a lot of the stuff they were doing with her when she held the title was very strange like that whole bow wow thing and like the way the baddies stuff kind of fizzled out after a while it just like it didn't feel like they understood how to book her or really a lot of the women and wwe is the opposite of that when it comes to women i mean it's not that they're obviously they aren't great with storylines but you get more opportunities to wrestle and perform yeah at least they're on tv even yeah, if what's you get happening to be on doesn't TV make any sense and you probably get you probably make a lot more money just because you get more tie-ins with stuff you know you get mm-hmm. to go beyond friggin those games i'm always getting served clips with seth rollins and becky lynch are on some game show yeah. you know and like so i'm sure you just get so many more opportunities to go do things and be on tv which is really what jade needs to be doing because as we've talked yeah. about before you know she's not exactly like a technical wrestling legend mm-hmm. she's a celebrity who is very tall and athletic and cool looking and so she would obviously i think shine in an environment where she gets to be a celebrity more than yeah. she has to be a wrestler yeah um yeah so she's a sports entertainer i mean and i think she would yeah. she's gonna do well if she, if she is going to WWE. i hope she does well i hope they give her time now ricky starks as i've said to you i feel the opposite way mm-hmm. about because i think ricky starks has had to work kind of against the current in some ways to build what he's built at AEW. Mm -hmm. And I think for him to go over to the other company would reset the clock for him a little bit. Like I think it, or not in a good way. Reset the clock sounds good because it sounds like he has more time. I think it would turn back the clock and force him to start at square one and Mm -hmm. like kind of rebuild a whole new thing because they have a lot of guys like him in WWE. (laughs) Yeah, I think Jade makes sense because she is like a star. You know what I mean? Like, she's a yeah. larger-than-life star, and I think that she would, again, do well in WWE. Mm-hmm. And I think that she would benefit th- from, like, doing a bunch more shows there. Um, I think she'd, like, more time on mic, more time, like, mm-hmm. out doing things would give her opportunities to, like, flesh out her character more and, and just be more of a personality and, like, yeah. And it's not that she's not good at the wrestling part, but, you know, she's still fairly new to it uh but i think in wwe she would already kind of have all the tools that she would need like she you you know i'm not trying to like disparage the wwe style but you can 
you don't have to like do as much yeah. in a lot of these things. Like you can get if you have like the presence and stuff that she has, she can just do like a couple moves. Like she doesn't have to do she doesn't go so hard. You know, she's yeah. already got like what she needs. Um like in AEW is the company of like hour long Iron Man matches mm-hmm. where Which people are great. blading love, and st- street, you know, hardcore Texas deathmatch, mm-hmm. you know, street fight kind of stuff. And I just don't think that's something we need from Jade or that Jade would be interested in doing. Yeah, I don't think she needs to be doing that. It doesn't, you know, she should be beating Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania or whatever. So, (laughs) which actually sounds great. Yeah, Jade should get a WrestleMania entrance. That's what Jade Cargill needs, a WrestleMania entrance. Exactly. And Ricky Starks, though he has all of the tools to succeed in WWE, for sure, I don't want him to leave. Like, AEW is clearly invested in him at this point. He is beloved there. Brian Danielson just put him over like crazy. Um, and he's, you know, I hate to see him go because I think he can shine better in AEW on Collision as he has been doing. And yeah, I think um, he, there's a lot more. He's a highlight of Collision every week. Because they give him so much time. And mm-hmm. I think if he goes to WWE, he's going to get lost in the crowd because they have, no offense to Ricky, I love Ricky, but they have a million little guys like that. Yeah, they you have. Know, they have LA Knight, they have Austin Theory. They ha- they now have the Rock, yeah, <laughs> which so. he has been compared to. Like they 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 have AJ Styles. They have like dudes, you know. Like they just have that, and so it's like I don't know that he'd be bringing anything that would make him stand out. And I get, I mean, he has the support of Cody Rhodes, which you know whether or not they're gonna have Cody Rhodes win the title, I do think that he is somebody like clearly he has sway, you know, clearly he has respect. So I think he could have that support. Um, but if Cody uh, you know, can't win a belt, then Ricky can't win a belt. Yeah, and I do think that Ricky is like, you know, like I understand, or I I do understand the whole like betting on yourself thing and being like, well, it'll be different for me. I will I will do well. I'll go there and I'll just like work my way and do it. Like, there's always that chance. It's like even if you watch WWE and you see what's happening there, you know, on a regular basis, you could be like, yeah, but for me, I can make it happen you know it will be different for me you know and so like i get that mentality and also like they can pay him more i mean there's you know aw can pay people well and they do but like i mean more tie-ins you know you get to do all kinds of other money they have more money they can they can win any contract off you get all kinds of brands you know you get to be in commercials you do all kinds of stuff so and you work a harder schedule, but you also probably get, you know, you're going to get paid more. Ultimately, they can pay you more. So that even if they don't pay him more at first, mm-hmm. I mean, they might pay him more than AEW just to get him away from there so that they can, because they would also, and have done it in the past, sign people just to keep him away from AEW. Because I'm sure they could recognize that he could be a big star for AEW. He and probably they're wants like, more money because he's now a bigger star than he was yeah, when he probably course, first no. signed his contract. And yeah. I'm sure, exactly. And that was MJF's whole thing when he was having those initial contract disputes with, Tony Khan, he was like, I got signed at this price, but now I'm clearly a much bigger star, mm-hmm. so I should get, make more money. And he was like, well, you know, I don't have more money to give you or whatever, or no. That's um, what they always say. And then that was when MJF was like, he they, there was that rumor that he left the contract signing, and then he like showed up to the pay-per-view just to lose quickly to Wardlow, and then he called Tony Khan a fucking mark, <laughs> mm. and then he disappeared for months. Um, and then came back at the show where CM Punk got into a fight with the Elite, so it was... <laughs> It got overshadowed by that. But anyway, yeah. um, I'm not going to talk about the second topic because we already okay. kind of covered it. We can cover it again later. Um, Let's talk about Nia Jax. Nia? Nia Jax. Nia I always say Nia because it's spelled Nia. Anyway, um, she's back. Yeah, 
I the best part about this is Stevie Richards getting so much attention for his like breakdown of why this segment was bad. Yeah, Stevie Richards has a YouTube channel that big he just started two months ago. Yeah, Big Stevie Cool. That's not what the YouTube channel is called. And that's what he, he used um, to be. he like, uh, he has this YouTube channel where he just does little. I won't pull it up, but um. He just does wrestling analysis, and he has a little pen that he can write mm-hmm. on the TV with, like it's election night or like mm-hmm. a like a football like a, yeah. thing. And it that I just love that. Like yeah. I'm like, this is what I want. After every, re- I wish we could do that. We could um, try, but I don't think we know enough about technical wrestling. No offense. I mean, we definitely don't because he's ha- done it. So yeah, he has a unique perspective where he can be like, this hurts. And, like, this is the way she should have done this. I think he was also a producer for WWE at one point. So he would also understand how to, like, put... Not that you would, a wrestler yeah. would also understand how to put matches together because they would work with the producer. But he understands how they do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a really good... Check it out. Um, I forget the name of it, but it's uh, Steve, Stevie Stevie Richards. Richards. Just look up Stevie Richards' look up YouTube Stevie channel. Richards. The clip of the, Ni- of the Nia Jax thing is going around TikTok, too, which is where I found it. It's very viral because uh, people don't like Nia Jax because she... I mean... I'm not trying to comment. She works on rough. It. She works S- rough. Stiff. She has been linked to. I'm not trying to come out and be like it's all her fault and she sucks and she's terrible and she's dangerous. But she's been linked to a lot of injuries, um, and she's also just never. I I don't know. I don't really care for her personally, and I don't really. I've never really been that. She's funny sometimes, um, but it's like it's not that there's no place for it. She mostly it's just that she doesn't seem to like it. Like I get, and I've seen like comedians like this too where i'm just like i don't think you're even enjoying this why are you doing this and it's just like i don't get the sense that she likes wrestling or gets anything out of it uh so i'm like i don't think you don't have to be here i don't this probably is very hard if you don't yeah. really like it and so oscar was coming to her defense a lot because a lot of people were calling her dangerous like she was gonna hurt people uh and oscar was like she's not dangerous you know but i think oscar's just a little sweetie, yeah, you know, and she you just gets. I also do want to say, I do want to say, in defense of Naya, um, one of the things in Stevie's videos he talked about was that the story didn't make any sense because Naya is coming in and attacking everybody, mm-hmm. and so it's not clear if she's supposed to be babyface or a heel or mm-hmm. whatever. And he talks about her paintbrushing Rhea yeah, and being like, really "What? Like, why? Do, why does that? Why does that need to happen?" But I think what Stevie is forgetting, because this is what I immediately thought when I saw that. We must remember that when Rhea Ripley won the Royal Rumble on her road to becoming the women's champion for SmackDown, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they changed it at some point. Yeah, so. it was the SmackDown <laughs> Women's title. Now it's the Women's <laughs> World title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, uh, on her w- way to winning that Royal Rumble, she was the one who galvanized all the other women, got them all together, and was like, throw her out! She unionized everyone. She unionized the other women wrestlers to throw Nia Jax mm-hmm. out of the ring at the Royal Rumble. So, I mean, I might be giving WWE way too much credit here. I think that's why she went for Rhea, because mm-hmm. that was like revenge for Rhea getting everybody to throw her out of the ring at the Royal Rumble. Well, that might be... But I don't know, because, you know, I, I can't know if they expect me to remember that. I do. I think WWE, <laughs> if the question is... If there's any question as to whether or not they expect you to remember anything that happened on the show at ev- any point ever, mm-hmm. whether it was last week or even earlier in the same episode, the answer is no. They they never yeah. expect the audience and to remember everything because they just always, I think, m- 99% of the time assume the audience is very dumb and not paying attention. Yeah. 
And it's very subtle. Like the only reason you would remember that from watching that spot is because Stevie brought up like, why would she be paintbrushing her? Like what's, why is she going after the heel? If she's the heel, you know? And like, and then I was like, Oh right. I remember that because I'm a huge Rhea Mark mm-hmm. and I loved that moment. And I like clipped it and put it on Twitter. Like mm-hmm. where she's like, getting like, get her out of here. Uh, and so it might just be me remembering this because <laughs> no, they don't because they didn't do a promo or anything where she called it out. So unless you're spelling it out like that, I feel like you can't necessarily yeah. assume that's what they mean. I mean, there are times when they do call stuff back. I mean, there's definitely times when they like talk about. Yeah, I mean, even that all these, that Seth Rollins Finn Balor story was about something that happened seven years ago. You know, and it mm-hmm. was great. Um, you know, but they'll they'll hit you over the head with the with the clips because you you need to, but. Most of the time, I would say they don't expect anybody to remember anything. Um, so, which is why it's so rewarding in WWE when they do do that. Yeah. Whereas AEW is as much, you know, for uh, their flaws or whatever, but like they're much better about that. I mean, they had yeah. Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Cage on uh, Dynamite, and it was like they made sure that you were aware of this, like, store, all of their history from like the past two years. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they build something out of it so it feels more important than it would as like a random thing. It is also kind of funny that they continually find like there's always such a stink made about how big Rhea is you mm-hmm. know like whenever she's in the ring or around other wrestlers mm-hmm. they're like oh she's so massive and powerful they man- they keep managing to find bigger women than her yeah <laughs> to fight her and i just think that's kind of funny because if jade cargill comes into wwe i have to imagine she's gonna fight Rhea ripley i have yeah. to imagine it because it's like that's another very big woman who's yeah. like in this league of big women now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we can move on to the awards. Okay. No, but yeah. Think about how they're, how WDB has so many big women whipping. Um, the big women's division, big ladies slapping skin. No, Oops. trying to think of a good, like big men. Oh, you know when it's like big men slapping meat. Yeah, or big me- big beefy men slapping meat or something yeah, like that. Yeah, big beefy men slapping meat. Yeah, what's I'm thinking the like? <laughs> I'm thinking large ladies. No, gals. Large beefy ladies lifting loads. No. <laughs> It's definitely <laughs> not that one. No, we'll work. We'll work sh- workshop this off. That line. also sounds just like a moving company. Yeah, let's. It's let's just like an all-female moving company. We can just workshop this offline and and come back next week, hopefully with something. Yeah, they're they're our movers for our next. Uh, <laughs> when we all go right. to Brooklyn or whatever. Okay, the um, awards. This week's awards. Awards time! It's the awards. It's okay. okay. We don't need a whole. I'm doing it. Okay, but anyway, it's done. Promo of the week. I said Eddie Kingston from Collision. It was very good. He was like, I mean, just, he always gets you. He's just so good and believable. And he like, like his hat, the visor of his hat, like kept covering his eyes and just made him look like so much more intense. And it was just like, he just kept going on with this promo. And it was just like, my God, I'm so sold on this. And like, I want him to win that ROH world title so bad. I mean, I want to win the AEW world title at some point, but that ROH world title is also great um and i think he'll do it and it's like oh this is like cm punk now like this is the guy who's like been kept down he's from new york so like he's got his city 
you know, we're all going to be behind New him. New York is behind me. And he's, like, more powerful in the city that he's from. And also, as you pointed out, the promo was also kind of funny because he was like, you can't handle the misery. I live in the misery. Just talking about how miserable it is to live in New York. Like, just really. Like, it was all. Yeah. It was a whole promo about how Samoa Joe, or not Samoa. Claudio. Claudio Castanoli. <laughs> Claudio, the, other, the other New Yorker is fighting Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claudio Castanoli, it's all about how he can't possibly hand he was he's he thinks he's tough but he wasn't born into the misery mm-hmm. that is new york so he couldn't hang you've never like, paid 15 dollars for a bacon <laughs> egg and cheese <laughs> you ever paid 25 dollars for a salad claudio you ever paid a 1500 dollar broker fee on an 1100 dollar <laughs> apartment a you- studio you ever just missed the G train, Claudio? You ever had a refrigerator that's this tall, Claudio, and that's your only one? You that ever you have? move into an apartment and be like, the walls don't really work, but there's a dishwasher? My God, I'm living in the lap of luxury. <laughs> you ever do that, Claudio? Oh so my God! It was very funny. Uh, as a Claudio, post- you ever had you ever had going three miles take you two hours, Claudio? Claudio. <laughs> You have every. You live in Astoria, Queens, and literally everything you ever invited to is in the the deepest part of Bushwick and Ridgewood. Takes you an hour and a half, and Ever- everybody asks, like, when they get there, they're all cute about it. Like, how long does it take you to get here? Because they walk there, and you gotta leave in fifteen minutes just to get home. <laughs> it's gonna take you three more hours to the, get there. They're shutting down the M, Claudio. They shut down the M. You, you even know what I'm talking about, Claudio? They shut down the M. It you doesn't even, go anymore. You don't even know what trains are. You're thinking about highways and roads because you got a car. Yeah, you can Privileged. Leave, you can leave whenever you want and buy as many groceries as you want and come right back. You don't got to carry it six blocks. You don't got to bring your own bag. Bring your own bag and put it in a little cart. That's what's, got, that's what's coming for you. <laughs> that kind of intensity. I love Eddie Kingston. I love him, too. Yeah, I'm that gonna was cry. a great promo. I'm going to cry when he wins. And then you had a pick. I had a pick, the other New Yorker, MJF, and his Steiner math promo, where he just recited the Scott Steiner math promo, which I think was great, not only because, A, it's where MJF really shines when he does the deep cut for the wrestling Mm -hmm. nerds. B, it was like a super earned deep cut because it was, right, a promo towards Samoa Joe back in the day. So It it was was about Samoa Joe. It was about that. Yes. There's another level here where it was an Impact promo, Mm -hmm. the week of Impact's thousandth episode. Um, And I mean, it's just like everything. It's just and then the crowd went nuts for it. I mean, it's just like he he knows how to deliver exactly the product AEW is putting out there. And it's he really does. He knows his audience. And it was also great because he like did a whole great promo before it. Yeah. Yeah. He did a normal, great, intense promo where he he put over both potential feuds mm-hmm. like he sold you on roderick strong or samoa joe winning yeah which was great that they had like stories for each of them and you could believe either guy could win mm-hmm. um yeah it was just a great promo and then he still had this entire thing memorized oh with yeah. his own few details plugged in and fired it off this is a boy who can get off book let's put yes. it that way this is a young man who can get off book. You can hire him for your movie. He'll be there. He'll be off book. He'll be ready to go. He'll make up what he doesn't know. It'll work. And I think it's also, it's great, as you pointed out, when MJF reveals that he is a wrestling nerd, 
So, like, you know, he likes to and believably seems like he's above it and he's like, I'm too important and I don't care about any of this, you know, and I'm just like here for the money because I'm great and everything. And it's like, but then he'll he'll pull back the curtain and be like, I am a little wrestling fan and I love wrestling and I love being here and and I I do have friends and I love it here. You realize he is one of the neckbeards, ladies and gentlemen. He he might shave it a little more when he's on TV, Mm -hmm. but you can see it growing in. You can Mm -hmm. see that little neckbeard just blossoming when he does mm-hmm. these things anyway so, yeah that was a great promo and then we have a uh, match of the week match of the week that was math of the week now we have match of the week oh yeah i said chris statlander versus jade cargill for the tbs championship on rampage it was, was a great match that was jade's i mean jade had said has had some good match some really strong matches in AEW before as the tbs champion but this was just like great very crisp very mm-hmm. intense very like they really laying into each other and it was just like yeah it was great you know they're both the best jade match i've ever seen oh yeah for sure and it was like i think chris statlander really needed a a really i mean not that she has not been having good title defenses and good matches i love chris statlander she's great but Mm -hmm. it was just felt like a really big important match and it was also the rest of rampage was like not that great so this was really stood out even more um and it was a good moment for chris statlander and it was cool to see statlander being there with somebody who can match her in power so that they could you know, they could do some like bigger power spots. Not that, you know, other wrestlers aren't as strong, but like, you know, yeah. Chris Statlander and Jade Cargill, that's their thing. They're it's power wrestlers. Large ladies lifting la- loads. Lift <laughs> you know what I mean? Large ladies launching loads. <laughs> no. There we go. I don't think that's, oh boy. Launching them. Oh Just like, boy. Whoa. Just you know, those I'm loads keep are just workshopping this. Those loads are just launching. Okay, just anyway, launching those loads. They're just like here we go. Okay, so mine because you picked that one, I felt the need to pick a different one. Mm-hmm. I would have probably picked that one had I not. Mm-hmm. But I want to shout out Oscar versus Bailey mm-hmm. last night on SmackDown. I w- I mean it was like not very long and it was, but it's fun because they're both like pros. They're mm-hmm. fast. Like the speed is really good. That's good. Yeah, and. This had a distraction finish you would have probably hated because it's it's classic. But the distraction was Shotzi popping up from behind the barrier. Shots and up. Yeah, <laughs> she popped up from behind the barrier ringside um, and scared Bailey. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> and Bailey was like, ah, and like run, ran away, and then got pinned. But it was just funny because Shotzi also has. I haven't seen Shotzi in a mm-hmm. minute, um, but she cut her hair, so mm-hmm. it's like all like pointy and oh. short it's like it, she, like, she shaved looks her head at one point. she looks like a little gremlin um that's great because at least that's like on game for her yeah you like know, she's a little creepy halloween lady yeah so it's like yeah i'm gonna show you this the see what i won't make everybody yeah just listen to our reactions to it no i just want to show it to you i might cut Uh-oh. this out just to Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's all spiked up. She looks like Paint Girl. Yeah, she's all and she's then she's all creepy and runs after her, all skinny. She looks like a character from the Super Mario Brothers movie in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, like what the Koopas look like. Yeah, she just looks like a little gremlin and I, I enjoyed that. Um That's great. I saw Bailey versus Asuka live at NXT Takeover Brooklyn two. Mm. in 2016 the Barclay Center it was great it was like Bailey's last NXT match I think they're and great was, they're both great it wrestlers. was great there's a lot of 
women's matches, especially on main roster WWE programming, that's like, oh yeah, this was like a takeover main event, or mm-hmm. this could have been like almost any Shayna Baszler match is like, oh, this could have been like a huge match, and it's just like a two minute thing on Raw. But it is what it is. I'm glad that they got spotlight. You know, I know Bailey's not the focus of this right now. So, and Bailey's yeah. over anyway. And it's, so it's building to EO, EO and Oscar next Eo-Oscar. week. This coming week. Uh, okay. Um, outfit of the week. Uh, I picked uh, Big Bill because Big Bill had the uh, the the boots that he wore against John Moxley on Dynamite with John Moxley's blood. Ooh. And I lo- I like that. There's I've seen that a few times Ooh. in in wrestling where somebody's got like. They get somebody, uh, some opponent's blood on like part of their outfit, and then they like keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he had like the bloody boots, um, and also I guess runner up would be Mickey James in that. Yeah, Mickey James was great. Looked mm-hmm. great. Like um, bodysuit. Yeah, that impact. was a really cool outfit she had on. Uh, I picked Oscar because she looked really cool. I mean, yeah, it's just um, her gear was great, but her makeup also she had. You can't really see it in this, but um, it was like it's just genuinely terrifying. It was like a green. She's come. She's doing like a green stripey now. Yeah. Um, and it's just getting more and more theatrical, and I really like it. I dig it. I dig the short hair. I dig the green face paint. It's just nice. She just looks very cool. She does look very cool. Okay, you don't have a nerd fantasy book. Anymore. You know, I had one last week, and I said the one I wrote down, and I forgot the one that I had. Um, I'll say uh. You do yours, and I'll, I'll have something. Oh, well, mine is kind of repetitive, because last week my nerd fantasy booking was that Maki Ito would crash Sukeban, which mm-hmm. we're going to see on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I would now like to escalate that fantasy, heighten, if you will, to Io Sky crashing Sukeban, wow. which is, like, impossible. N- like, it's not, it would never happen. But if it did, I'd probably drop dead on the spot. Wow. Anyway. Do you have any ideas now? I hope Tony Khan wrestles an impromptu match at Grand Slam. That would be great. I hope he's like, you know what? <gasps> I'm tired of your mouth, MJF, and I'm gonna or whoever. I forgot we're getting a Tony speech this week because oh, we're going yeah. to Grand Slam, so we're gonna get a Tony speech this week. Where he's like, you know, thank you for like a really heartfelt thing, and it makes you cry. Yeah, I might have to be a little late to the show, so if he comes out before I get there, you gotta record it. I will. Me. Okay, I thank will. you, because I wanna I wanna see the Tony speech. Yeah. Okay. That's all we have. That's it. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. We love you. Yeah. Bye.